Pastor Jim has led us through a series over the last few weeks called Pretty Ugly People. And if you've been with us through any of that sermon series, you know that it's kind of intense, right? And I started noticing a trend here that like summer series at real life, you got to watch out. So we had ugly, pretty ugly people this year. Last year was sour subjects. 2024, nothing is off limits at this point, right? So be tuned for next year. So we're going over the schedule, right? And let me just say this. The one thing as your pastor, as a youth pastor, as a pastor on Sabbath Hero Life, the one thing that I will always be is humble, open, and transparent, right? That is the one thing that I strive to be as a pastor here at staff. Humble, open, and transparent. And as a pastor, I would love for our church congregation to be humble, open, and transparent. Okay, everybody tracking with me today? So when you, go to co- when you go to work tomorrow and your coworkers are like, hey, what'd you learn in church today? I want you to tell them, I learned about being hot. Come on. Come on, that was good. Even the dad joke lovers gotta love that one, right? Humble, H, open, O, T, transparent, right? So we're talking about that, right? Part of me is that we're being hot today, right? Humble, open, and transparent. And if I'm being hot today, no, kidding. But so if I'm being, we're talking about the summer schedule, right? We're talking about, you know, hey, Paige is like, hey, you're gonna actually gonna take track Sunday. You know, I'll let, you, I'll let you speak, you know, do your thing. And I'm like, all right, cool, boss. I'm a great employee. I'll take that. What do you want me to preach on? Yeah, whatever. What? what? Yeah, whatever you want. Like, there's, we ended the series. Like, we're not going to start a series till next week. Like, whatever you want. Okay. You sure about that? He's like, yeah, go ahead. Do whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any direction, right? Anything you want. Like, anything you're feeling. He's like, Nah, do whatever you want. Okay, so here we are, right? Here we are today. So I've entitled this series Heart to Heart. That is what we're going with. This is the standalone Sunday service, right? Heart to Heart. And if we're being humble, open, and transparent, I did not have a working title until about midway through this week, right? So I'm sitting there racking my brain. What in the world do I say? Right? Because I don't have anything, nothing, no parameters, nothing. I'm like, oh, maybe we'll do another, we'll do another pretty ugly people service, right? Kind of covered our bases on that whole month, right? We're kind of in, I'm like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, hit a, I'll hit a controversial topic. We'll talk about serving. Uh, we'll talk about money. Yeah, we love talking about that here on Sundays, right? I was like, ah, uh, no, it's not, nothing's really coming to me, so I'm like, all right, well, I was at the gym, right, it's a flex, right, not really, I only went once this week, but, you know, I was at the gym the once time this week, and I'm finishing up, getting ready to go to work, and the Lord just kind of spoke to me in that moment, and he's like, Bailey, I want you to share your heart with the church. I want you to share your heart, because if any of you know, if any of you know kind of how, this, how the calendar lays out, September, which is next month, September is our anniversary month here at Real Life. Next month, Real Life turns 15 years old. We are celebrating 15 years of this building being open, right? 
And if, if you're with me or if you're here for the first time, this building is important to me. It's important to obviously everybody in here today, right? Because this is where we call home. And so I begin to reflect, right? I've, I'm going into year five as your youth pastor here. And I'm going to reflect. I've been at Real Life for 10 years, 10 out of the 15. And God kind of laid on my heart, Bailey, share your heart with the church today. Because God is going to do great, God has done great things these last 15 years. Amen? God has done great things in this building in 15 years. And so I'm challenged to say what's going to happen the next 15 years. What is, what is it that I pray that God does over these next 15 years here at Real Life? What do I want to see happen at Real Life over these next 15 years? What can God do in other churches in Erie in the next 15 years? What can God do in the city in 15 years? Because we've already come so far. So where do we go from here? And so God says, Bailey, share your heart. I've given you this heart. Share it with these people. Okay. The one thing that came to my mind, you know, God, what, what, did, what do I want to see happen in the next 15 years? What do I want to see happen in the next year? And it is the deepest, most theologically greatest point. I really dug deep on this one. In the next 15 years, what I want to see happen, this is going to blow your mind. Are you ready? Go ahead and like strap in, buckle up, right? What I want to see happen in the next 15 years is I want to see the church grow. Boom! Right? Like that's so like theologically like, right? No, listen, if there's a pastor that's like, I don't want my church to grow, you should probably run, Right? Don't go there on Sundays, right? And like how many of you sit in there and you're like, oh, duh, pastor, right? Like we want to see the church grow, right? How many are with me today? We just, we sleeping today? How many are with me, right? You're just like, yeah, we, we kind of know that one. We, we want to grow too, right? But if we think about it, growing has two working definitions here, right? And immediately when we talk about growing, you think of increasing in size, Right? That's the first thing people come to when we think about growing, right? Is I want to see the church grow. I want more people in church. I want to see the church grow, right? That's we we've seen where that connection is. But I want to flip the script here because there's another definition of growing, which is progress to maturity. Right? So when I say I want to see the church grow, I'm saying I want to see us progress to maturity. Granted, Physical growth is going to come from spiritual growth. But right now, I'm focusing on the spiritual side of things. And if we're being honest, over the next 15 years, over the next year, over the next 10 years, however you want to say it, what's in store for us is I want to see us grow. And I feel like that gets lost sometimes at church, right? We plan events, and that's the capital C church, right? Not not here, it could be sometimes, but it's more so the capital C church, right? We get lost in the growth spot, right? We have an event, oh, we want to see how many people we can get in the doors, right? We have a trunk or treat, that's coming up, shameless plug, but we have a trunk or treat coming, right? We want to see all these people come to real life. We, 
And when people say, hey, how'd your trunk or treat go? We're going to go, we had a thousand people here. Right? Right? Who's with me today, right? That's what we say, like, you know, you ask somebody, hey, how'd that event go? Oh, good, man. There was a ton of people there. That's where we sit. But I want to flip the script today and say, I want us to grow spiritually. Because out of our spiritual growth comes physical growth. Okay? All right. So let's, let's deepen this a little bit. How do you want us to grow spiritually? How can we grow spiritually? See, the bottom line here, super simple, super basic today. We're not, I'm not bringing out the theological books today, right? Growing our spiritual life is deepening our relationship with Christ. That is what that means. And for us to deepen that relationship, we have to understand the power of the gospel. Most of you probably have a working idea of the gospel, right? But for people that may have never heard the gospel, this is your first term at Real Life, you're like, I don't even know how I got here. GPS just brought me here. I drove past, then I stopped in. They had free coffee, right? Here is the gospel in a nutshell. Jesus came down fully God and fully man taught, lived a blameless and sinless life, and then died on the cross for our sins. He sacrificed, God sent his only son, sacrificed himself so that we have a shot at eternity. That's the gospel. How many know what I'm talking about today? Shout out to the gospel, right? We can get a couple amens today. Christ died for our sins. He died for me. He died for you. He died for my sins. He died for yours. That is it. We're going super basic today, church. That is the foundation of what we stand on our faith. And in order, us, in order for us to grow, we have to understand that. We have to understand, and we have to believe it. Scripture says in John 14, 6, Jesus said, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There it is. For us to spiritually grow, we have to understand the power of the gospel. Point blank. In order for us to have a shot at eternity, we have to know our Heavenly Father. We have to know the sacrifices that he made for us. We have to understand that Jesus died for us. Through his sacrifice, we have eternity. Does that make sense today? Okay, so... We're talking, talking about being hot, right? Humble, open, and transparent. I was humble, open, and transparent at the beginning. Now it's your turn, right? I want everybody, close your eyes. Close your eyes. I'm not going to do anything weird upstage. Just listen up here, okay? Okay, humble, open, and transparent moment. Everybody's closed, eyes are closed. How many of you have a great understanding of the gospel? How many kind of know? Raise your hands. No one's looking. How many know kind of what the gospel, you know, I... I heard what you're saying, Pastor. That makes sense, right? Even if, you know, that makes it, right? Okay, put your hands down. All right, this is where it gets really good, okay? Keep your eyes closed. With that, we know the gospel. If you were to meet Jesus today, how sure are you that you would get to heaven? Ready? If you're between zero and two, right? Pastor, there is no shot for me. I want you to raise your hand. 
Eyes are closed. Full transparent moment, right? If that is you, put your hands up. Oh, I'm zero to two. I have no faith that I will go see Jesus when, if I had to meet him today. All right, put your hands down. Three to five, right? You're on a scale of one to ten, three to five. Pastor, it's a better shot. Jesus better be in a good mood that day. If that's you, go ahead and raise your hand this morning. Full transparency, right? Okay, go ahead and put your hands down. If you're six to eight, six to eight, I'm fairly certain that I will meet Jesus when I die. But there's that one thing that's hanging up in my life. There's one thing that maybe, maybe that's not going to get me in. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand this morning. All right, you can go ahead and put your hands down. If you are 9 or 10, say, yeah, pastor, I hear what you're saying. I understand the gospel. I'm going to see Jesus. I'll tell him you said hi, right? If that's you, raise your hand, right? 9 and 10, I know where I'm going. All right, you can put your hands down. Everybody can open their eyes. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for being transparent. And I know what you're thinking, Pastor, this is all basic stuff. But you got to understand, this is the most important. Because here's the thing, church, this is the one thing I want to drive home today. That if you believe Jesus came down fully God, fully man, died for your sins so that you have a shot at eternity, your answer needs to be 10. If what I'm saying today is, yeah, Pastor, that sounds right, I believe that, your answer is a 10, right? That is what I want to drive home today. Your answer needs to be 10, and that's where the growth needs to happen. That's where we need to grow. How can we get from a 0 to a 2 to a 10? How can we get 3 to 5 to a 10, 6 to 8 to a 10? How can we strengthen our relationship with Christ? And it's knowing the sacrifices he made for us, right? And so, as we continue to dive into that, right, the heart-to-heart that we're having is my heart is I want to see us grow to that. I want us to have the confidence in that, that we know where we're going, right? I want us to know that we are sound in God's love. We are sound in the gospel, and we know that Jesus died for us, and we never have to worry about eternity because if we believe that, that's it because it needs to be a 10. I know where I'm going, I know Jesus died for me, right? And I know what you're thinking, right? You know, we had, you know, there's some people, right, that are on the outskirts, right, about three or five, six to eight. You know, and you're thinking to yourself, Pastor, I get that. I believe that. But there's some things in my life that just keep happening. I just keep falling into it. I just know that Jesus doesn't want anything to do with me. I just know that there are things in my life Jesus is not proud of. It just keeps coming back up. I want to tell you today, there is hope for you. There is growing that God wants to do in your life. Jesus wants a deeper relationship with you. But it's on us as believers to extend the invite. See, here's something that you can take with you. You say, Pastor, there's stuff that just keeps coming up in my life. I just keep getting balled up in all this, whatever it may be. I just, I just can't get it out of my life. Take this home with you today. Proverbs 24, 15 through 16. 
It says, do not lurk like a thief near the house of the righteous. Do not plunder the dwelling place. For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. But when the wicked stumble, when calamity strikes, or but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. See, church, whatever's causing doubt, whatever keeps getting you in life, you say, Pastor, I just can't seem to shake it. Proverbs 24, 15 through 16 says, you're going to fall, but the righteous are going to get back up. Because you say, Pastor, God, I want, I want to believe. I want to believe in your son. I'm too far gone. That's a lie, right? God, I've done too much. I'm too broken. God, there's things that you're not proud of in my life that just keep coming up. Proverbs tells us you're going to get back up. We have to get back up again. This verse is for you today. Even though the righteous man falls, he will rise again. I love that verse. It doesn't say, oh, when you accept Jesus in your life, everything's going to be hunky-dory, you're going to be great, everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> nope. It says, even though the righteous man falls, he is going to get up again. Even though he falls seven times, the righteous man gets up again. And if I could be honest with you today, right? We read that and we're like, yeah, he fell, right? That's what we think of. Let me, let me put it into some context for you. Even though we might fall into things in our life, even though we might fall into addiction, the righteous man gets up again. Even though we might fall into a certain thing in our life, we need to get up again. Because the righteous man is going to keep getting up, but the wicked is going to stumble and fall once calamity hits. So church, the thing that I want us to hit home today is we need to keep getting back up. We need to keep fighting the good fight. Because as believers, we are going to fall, but Scripture tells us, just get back up. Just get back up. Because that is how we grow. That is how we're going to grow. I'm going to ask the band to come up. We're going to land this plane today. I got a last, last thing and I'm done. It's famous, famous last words at real life, right? See, we've talked about the spiritual side. How can we grow? We need to understand that nothing needs to get in the way of Jesus. That we need to keep getting back up. We need to keep getting back up even though we fall. We need to keep on moving. And we need to understand the power that the gospel has in our lives. See, my question, right, we talked about the spiritual side, let's talk about the physical side. It's part of it, right? See, my heart for that is in that we pack out real life for the wrong reasons or pack out any church for the wrong reasons. I never want us to be a church that people come to Christmas because we're giving a car away. Right? I never want to be a church that, hey, come to real life 
The youth pastor's funny. Okay, you guys, you guys, right? Right, I never want that to be, yeah, it's a good show. How I want us to grow over the next 15 years, how I want this city to grow, the same power of the gospel that has changed our lives, we need to take to other people. That's how I want us to grow. Not from some flashy service we put on, we got light show, we got, we got smoke machines in the back. That's how you know this presence is here, right? I want us to go out to the world because we have a burning passion for the lost. See, if you want to talk real quick, humble, honest, and transparent, 15 years ago, I, ha I wanted nothing to do with God. 15 years ago, absolutely nothing. 10 years ago, a cute little girl said, hey. I said, let's go out sometime. She said, oh, I only take guys that go to church. What time service, right? Ten years ago, I walked into real life assembly at an 11 a.m. service. I got to sleep in a little bit. Over ten years, God has done an amazing work in my life. Five years ago, yeah, was, five years ago, God, God laid it on my heart. Well, ten years ago, but five years ago. I got the nod to be the youth pastor here at Real Life. And the thing that I want for the next five years, for the next 10 years, for the next 15, I want people to have the same burden that I do. Because there's people that need to hear it. There's people that need to hear that Jesus loves them. There's people that are lost broken and unsure of their eternity. Some of you are here today. Some are still waiting. Our job as believers is to grow. Grow physically, grow spiritually. Our job is to take the gospel to our workplace. I'm working with our students. I want them to take the gospel to their schools, right? I want them to take it to their friends. Because if we're being honest, I see a lot of people during the day, but all of us together, right? It's not just on me and Pastor Jim. I don't just sit at my desk with my Bible open waiting for someone to hear the gospel. Hey, you want to hear the gospel? Come into my office, right? All of us are called to share the gospel. The one thing I asked our students, the one thing I told our students, this was kind of part of our camp experience. He was talking about the power of the cross. And I asked him, guys, what does that mean to you? You know, they're giving great answers and, you know, we kind of were vibing. We're kind of in a small group and they said freedom. Freedom is what the power of the cross means. We have freedom through Jesus' sacrifice. And the Lord just spoke to me then and said, so why aren't we telling more people? So why aren't we sharing it? If it's true freedom, don't we want other people to experience the freedom that we have? See, that's how I want us to grow, is to say, hey, I know you're going through a lot, coworker. I know you're going through it. By the way, I don't know if you know this, Jesus loves you. I'll be praying for you right? 
instead of, hey, hey, I'm sending good vibes, right? No. See, Jesus transforms us. I see what you're going through in life, coworker. I'm praying for you. I want you to have breakthrough. I want you to experience freedom. If you want to experience that freedom too, 3902 West 38th, 10 a.m. That's where Jesus is going to be. That's where we're going to encounter Jesus. Not Pastor Jim Grove. Not Adriel killing it on the keys. Bailey's playing dodgeball on Wednesday. No. You come here because this is where Jesus is. This is where transformation happens. Not by our own strength, but because the Lord is here and he is going to transform it. So church, my question to you is, how are we going to grow this year? Right? It's never, it's middle of the year. It's never too late to start thinking about growing, right? But we got 15 more years. We got 30 more years. How are we going to grow the kingdom today? I want, I, want us to, I want us to sit on that this week. How can we grow ourselves? Maybe there's some things that you need to give to the Lord. Maybe there's some things that you're battling with. This is a, this is a place you can come to prayer. Maybe there's some things that you just need to talk through. People are available. We're a family here, right? And from that freedom that you have, how can you, how can you share it with others? How can you get other people to that freedom? How can you connect the dots for them? That's what I want us to focus on. That's my heart for this church. My heart is that we continue to grow, that we always center ourselves on Jesus here in real life, that we always take into account what God wants to share what God has laid on our hearts, what hearts God has given us. And that is what God has given me. He said, Bailey, I just want us to grow. You know, and for our youth ministry, I want us to grow. I want these kids, I don't want to speak anymore. I want people to say, hey, I got an open Sunday. It's a standalone Sunday. Oh, I got a youth student that's fired up and that's ready to share. That's where I want our youth to be. That's where I want the next generation to be. That's how I want to stretch our teenagers, to have them know that they're ready for kingdom work now. And it doesn't just go to our teenagers, let's talk about it. Us as adults have to be the example, right? Us adults have to set the way and show the example to our teens. And if I'm challenging them, challenging you guys. I'm challenging you. Next standalone Sunday, someone else is going to be up here. Teenager, pick a lucky person from the crowd. No. How are we going to grow this year, church?